Hello, and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm John Sellers, the children's reviews editor at Publishers Weekly. Today, I'm speaking with Scott M. Cohn, whose picture book, Daddy Sat on a Duck, arrives in May from Little Brown, which is sponsoring this podcast. In Daddy Sat on a Duck, a young girl is perplexed by all the evidence of animals she sees and hears around her house, uh, but she can't spot a single animal. She hears groans and growls worthy of lions and hippos all the time, but more often than not, the only person around is her father. And what's up with all that hair she finds lying around, especially in the bathroom? Scott Cohn both wrote and illustrated Daddy's Hat on a Duck, which is his first picture book. Uh, Scott, thanks for speaking with me. Thanks for having me. Uh, And congrats on your your first book for children. Uh, What led you to uh, try your hand at writing and illustrating a picture book? Uh, I guess it was sort of um, happenstance combined with serendipity. Um, (laughs) uh, I I, I didn't ever really plan on being a children's book author, but I think, um, you know, most boys growing up, they don't really dream about being a dad Mm -hmm. so much either. Uh, Whereas in my experience, at least my wife uh, always dreamed about being a mom, you know, playing with dolls and whatnot. So it's something that just sort of happened organically. I mean, I've always been uh, on the creative side of the fence and I do like to draw and I do like to write, make films, make music. But in this instance, my daughter just caught me flatulating one day and made a uh, duck comment. It was one of those epiphanies where it just made me think hard about how my then three-year-old daughter perceives me, not just as daddy, but as like a 35-year-old guy living in the house with her as a roommate. Mm -hmm. So that made me laugh um, because from her eyes, I can only see myself as some kind of a, some kind of an ape, some (laughs) kind of, you know, some kind of an earlier version of a human. But, uh, yeah, so I wrote the book pretty much in like about 15 minutes. I just tried to imagine a few different scenarios of uh, her confusing me for some kind of a, a wild animal. And it just took off from there. So I liked the manuscript and I thought it might be fun to try and self-publish. At no point was I like, oh, this is, this is, this is gold right here. Let me shop it out to publishers. I've never um, gone that route before, but having some friends who've tried and failed and also coming from, uh, you know, my father was a journalist and he's uh, been in the publishing world. And I I didn't really have faith that I could penetrate that world with this and really didn't have a strong desire to try. So I looked into self-publishing and um, spoke with some people who had done so. And I was probably just going to do a little small round for family and friends. But um, luckily, being in my business in advertising, we have some friends that we've done some work for um, in the publishing world. And before, you know, I went full throttle ahead, self-publishing, my partner said, hey, why don't we send this off and just see what they think? And, you know, one thing led to another. They really liked it a lot and um, and said, hey, if you're not, you know, hell-bent on self-publishing, then uh, we'd love to show this around, see see, see what happens. Hmm. Did you end up uh, picking up an agent in the process, or did you? Were you working directly with Little Brown? There was uh, no agent involved. Um, it was, uh, you know, sort of a happy thing that um, the editor and I just jived, um, just got along 
she's a great lady, Andrea Spooner, and um, there really wasn't any need for an intermediary aside from just, you know, handling uh, the contract and stuff like that. But I don't have an agent at the moment. Very good. And now since uh, you've been working on the book, has sitting on a duck now become a a fairly common or popular euphemism in, in your household? Absolutely, yeah. Um, my uh, my daughter, she's a big fan of the book. We got some some fold and gathereds, uh, you know, the the non bound versions that are full color, and she loves she loves the book. And you know, I don't want to portray myself as like a total slob degenerate um, that's constantly walking around the house farting, <laughs> but um, you know, certainly that has become the go to uh, metaphor for that you know, circumstance. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to, I don't want to claim a uh, coinage of that. Um, I think I, I, I can't trace it all the way back, but it certainly appeared in Caddyshack when Rodney Dangerfield said, uh, well, somebody step on a duck, <laughs> but he said, step, I said, sat. So there's uh-huh. a difference there. With yeah. all due respect to Mr. Dangerfield. Of course, of course. And, uh, you know, I definitely got the sense from, from the artwork in the book that you're certainly not afraid to, to poke fun at yourself and maybe kind of dads everywhere. I think you're right on that. You know, when I had to sort of back into a justification for the book, because as I said, it was, you know, one of those very, very, very rare, like, lightning bolts of inspiration where the work came out first before the desire or the rationale for it. I sort of had to back into that whole thing. But when I did think about it, you know, I I do a bulk of reading for my children, not to say that my wife doesn't read a lot of books to my kids and God knows she does everything else, but you know, I get home, I work in this city, I commute, I live out on Long Island, so I get home late. And if I'm lucky, I get home early enough to, you know, read them a couple of bedtime stories. And um I wasn't happy with the portrayal of the father character in 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 the books. It was really this sort of dated, archetypical guy who goes to work, uh sort of like middle-aged, buttoned-down, boring, you know, absentee father figure but not so much um, anything that I could, could really relate to. I don't know if it was because a lot of the stories were written by women or a lot of the stories were more imaginative and like stayed in the realm of, of fantasy or whatever. But I, I just felt that there was a, you know, a little gap in the marketplace for somewhat realistic portrayal of a modern dad. You know, the times are different than they were. It's not always um, commuting. Um, I wanted to speak a little bit for a lot of friends of mine who work from home or are stay-at-home dads or, you know, are just more of a presence in, in, you know, their children's lives. And also be just a little bit more honest about, um, you know, what I think is that funny kind of sitcom-y dynamic of, like, grown man, little, little girl, you know, like, because obviously, you know, I'm daddy, I'm there every day, but I am also an individual, someone who's coming to terms with uh, balding, uh, getting fat against my will, uh, shedding, (laughs) all of the, you know, unpleasant physical side effects that seem to come at the same time as fatherhood. So I wanted to talk for us, for us guys, Uh, you know, I'm trying, I'm doing my best to hold it together, but yeah. uh, and now, did you uh, did you enlist uh, the help, uh, or did your family chip in at all with some of the other animal comparisons or ideas that show up in the book? You know, it's not like we sat down and had a family brainstorm, mm-hmm. but there's definitely uh, animal preferences, you know, and recurring you know animal references in my household. I have a four year old and a one year old. The one year old doesn't have t- didn't you know she wasn't around when I wrote the book. 
but uh, my older one, she definitely is a fan of, of the animal kingdom at large. And she just enjoyed all animal references, especially the animal noises that appear in the book. Mm-hmm. Are there um, any particular images or moments in the book that you're especially proud of or amused by uh, at this point? You know, I like the thing as a whole. Uh, I think it, you know, it's got a nice flow to it. Um, there's definitely a spread where, you know, it's a full page spread. I can't remember if it's like page 16, 17 or something like that, where she's in her own imagination and sees the house filled with actual animals, which is the only time in the book where the animals are actually the perpetrators, but it's it's in her imagination. Mm-hmm. From an artistic standpoint, I was pretty proud of that because I'm not a naturally gifted compositional artist. Uh, I've always been more of just a sketcher, mm-hmm. and I worked I worked really hard on that one. Put a lot of love into those pages. Mm-hmm. Put a lot of love into every page, but, <laughs> but that one has just a lot of friggin' animals on it, and uh, I think it looks nice. You know, speaking of the artwork, uh, would you call this like digital collage? Is that sort of the approach you took? Photoshop? Yeah, that's. Not, I've never heard that term, but I think that that uh, that applies. You know, I created everything in Illustrator. I spent a few years as a graphic designer before getting into advertising, so I'm pretty versed in the Adobe platform, and I just feel comfortable with a mouse, actually. A lot of people like to use a pen or sketch. Um, I can sketch, but um, I like the Bezier tool because uh, it allows you to achieve the um, perfection that's in your mind uh, as opposed to the imperfections of the hand, which sometimes add uh, a certain life and charm, but in my case, usually uh, just make things look bad or unintelligible. So yeah, I'm a fan of computer artwork. Um, I think that it can be warm and um, have a human feel to it. But I wasn't trying to fake an analog, uh, you know, artistic style because there's just too many wonderful books that are, you know, maybe more art centric. You know, I leave that to them. This is more of, I I think, more of a, a narratively driven thing where the art sort of serves the story. And so my goal was to just try and express it as pleasantly and colorfully and imaginatively as I can without getting in, in the way of, of the story. Mm-hmm. And uh, you mentioned uh, working with uh, Andrea Spooner uh, before. Is, uh, did you make any significant changes? Did, were there any sort of tweaks or uh, turns the, the book took as it came together? You know, they were pretty minor Andrea was great from the start. She really got it right away. She she saw what I was doing. She saw that I was sort of uh, attempting to you know push the the boundaries a little bit of what what is um, you know acceptable fare for a picture book. Certainly coming on the heels of uh, a, a book like um, Go the F to Sleep, mm-hmm. um, which obviously is not a children's book, uh, which is a satire of a children's book, but was hugely successful. Maybe that sort of planted a seed because I wondered, could a children's book be that funny? You know, could a children's book deal with that kind of subject matter without reverting to obscenity? Um, like, and where is that line? So she got that. She liked it. She thought I found a good balance and kept it on the fun and acceptable and non-corrupting <laughs> side side of the fence because you know I mean hey look there's there's books children's books out there that deal with with all kinds of edgy topics you know that 
certain people feel are important to communicate to their their little ones and other people feel to wait and talk about it later in life but i mean you know there's there's books about poop uh there's books about death you know gender identity um all kinds of of you know important topics i'm not saying that flatulence is is amongst you know amongst them but it's certainly something that occurs in the world and uh you know i felt that um if there was a fun fun way to sort of uh, uh talk about it that it might make a, a funny book for parents to read and, and kids to hear because hey you know like we're both reading it i mean we're reading it they're getting it there are certain books that i that i read to them that that i just don't enjoy and uh i like to like the book as well you know certain books are just great for everybody mm-hmm. so i wanted to try and, and cater to, to to parents who who are a little more you know self-interested <laughs> <laughs> and um and this book is uh first in a series right it is certainly after sort of hitting on the the bodily noises animal metaphor thing there was definitely more material that came from just that that sort of sitcom approach that 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 I had where you know I'm just taking a sort of real life reality show approach to child rearing and um I don't think it begins and ends with uh with a single fart <laughs> um so yeah I have a, a few a few lined up there's another one that's already in production um, that's supposed to be out uh, November 3rd called Daddy Said a Word I Never Heard, hmm. uh, which you can imagine is about those moments when we accidentally say things in front of our children that we probably shouldn't say. In this case, the, it's the inciting incident is uh, dad hitting himself on the thumb with a hammer while trying to hang a new family photo. <laughs> Very good. And are you working on any uh, children's books or batting any ideas around outside the series, or is this your main focus for for the time being? As I have come to learn, the publishing world moves pretty slowly. There's a lot of lead time, which means there's a lot of hang time. So I would definitely say I'm kicking around a bunch of ideas um, for this series and also for other different kinds of of books. You know, uh, there are uh, some more visual ideas that I'd like to partner up with um, actual gifted artists on. And, uh, you know, there are certainly more iterations of the Daddy series that I have that I'm, you know, that I've been tweaking manuscripts. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of material. I, I really hope that people like uh, the first ones so I get an opportunity to do, you know, some follow ups. Very good. Well, uh, thank you again for speaking with me, and uh, congrats on the new book. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Uh, Once again, I've been speaking with Scott M. Cohn, the author and illustrator of Daddy Sat on a Duck, out in May from Little Brown. Thank you for listening to PW KidsCast. Cast.